Hello and welcome to another episode of a Brothers Coral Podcast. That's Bob. That's Jake. All right, Bob. So, um, what's going on this week? Bob being sad. That does that count? Does it count well, that I'm very, very sad right now? Why are you so very sad right now? I know you're playing it up for them, but it's sad. No, actually, I just now realized why you said it. So, (laughs) oh god, dude, I know I told you about this, but I'm going to paint a word picture for our dear viewers here. I was running a bit late to work. I finally got in. I open up Internet Explorer because I have there's a program at work where you have to can use Internet Explorer. And right there, Prince is dead. Every article I looked up, it was posted four minutes before then. So. It just came to light right when I got into work. And you could hear me four cubicles over. It's like, no, no, what? And so I was like, that what's was, going on? It's like, Prince yep. is dead. It's like, Prince, like, yes. The the singer, yes. Complete in that tone because I don't care. All masculinity is gone from my voice when I found out Prince was dead. Yeah. And I, I never um, returned. I'd looked at my phone and it showed where Dusty had updated his Facebook page and it had, and you know, it, on my phone lock screen, it said, you know, TMZ Prince found dead. And I'm like, no. And I had to look and I was like, it can't be. And so I was just looking at all these different things. I was like, no, not Prince, dude. Although speak truth, I'm not all that shocked because he's had horrible health problems that could be fixed easily, but could never be fixed because he's a big J-Dub. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Although, it's does that mean like the weird freaking? Does, does that mean that that was it a Bible movie Kevin Smith made for him? Yes, Kevin Smith didn't realize that's what the documentary was until he was already like a certain portion of the way through filming it that it was a J Dub. And because film. uh Prince just locked away in the vault, will that vault be released? Will it be I don't like know Tupac because style where. All the mountains of music that this man has claimed to have written, but just not just that. Away. Not just that. Kevin Smith talked about in that very first an evening with Kevin Smith, whenever he was telling this story, he had talked about how the um, prince's assistant said that there were literally music videos that he had spent millions of dollars on and had had them made for songs that have never seen the light of day. Yeah, and he didn't make them to release. He wanted to see them himself. Yeah, and she had mentioned that like the benefit. whole house was wired for sound so that if he was ever struck Muse style... He could record it, yeah. Yeah, and so, dude, if that's released, can you just imagine the possibility of the stuff that... Oh, dude. <sighs> They're going to be releasing his shit for... Uh, decades seems like it's not long enough. Seriously. What's a bigger... Uh, Fort Years. Yeah, four, like, is four there, years. Is there a version of decade that, or a version of? Oh wait, a fortnight. There's is like generation. There's generation that's longer than a decade. That's yeah, but, more like twenty to twenty-five years. But a generation is always flimsy, because technically a generation is from one birthing of a group to the next. If you get knocked up at fourteen, that's not a very long generation. <laughs> Granted, that's just a skew, but um, no, man, it's just a fort year. I'm you going know, fort year. I've I've said this so many times, and whenever I bring it up to people, you know, there's some people who it never dawned on them. To me, he will always forever be the most underappreciated guitarist in rock history. That dude could freaking well on a yeah. guitar, and he, to me, he just never got that proper credit. What was it? Was it uh, George Harrison's death, was it? When they had that giant tribute with the Traveling Wilburys and everybody else, and he was there? 
I think so, yeah. No, it was recently, so it wasn't him. No, there was a recent video I saw where it was Prince, and he was playing like a Stevie Ray Vaughan song, or he was playing something bluesy and was freaking shredding on the guitar. I'm trying to think of one exactly what I'm thinking of, because there was like a lot of guitarists on the stage. Yeah, that's the same thing I'm thinking about. Um, But it wasn't Harrison, because Harrison died in like 2010. Because I shared it on Facebook, because I was talking about, you know, how much I loved... Prince as a guitar player because he's just so underappreciated. Because I thought it was I mean, Why My Guitar Gently Weeps. Um, nope, that's what it was. I think so. Let me let me check real quick. Then was he being inducted into the Hall of Fame post-hominously then? Yeah, so it was um, Prince, Tom Petty, Steve Winwood, Jeff Lynn, and someone else. And uh, yeah, he played part of the solo. And he was just... In, even though he had to freaking be propped up because of his hips... Oh, it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, so he was most likely being inducted. It could have been the yeah. Wolverine's it was four years or... ago, is what this video says. Yeah, but Harrison died like over a decade ago. No, he hasn't been dead that long. Yes, he he died when I was in Kentucky when we were still in Kentucky, Jake. Really? I believe I was still in school. But us trying to figure out timetables doesn't make for good television. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But no, oh. dude, I freaking, you know me. Well, you know us. And the kind of crazy thing is, this is where I have to give some credit to the ex is because I only had a passing interest in Prince and she was like huge really? on Prince. What is yeah. wrong with you? Well, it was just one of those things that, you know, whenever it came down the pipe, I just didn't listen to it as much. But then I just went like all in. Like, but, whenever I finally watched Purple Rain, and I I just loved it, dude. I would have loved to say it. one thing about the guy. No matter how awesome he is, I will forever hate the fact that he broke up Morris Day in the time. Yeah, Because that's he true. built the band solely for that, and he was he was, he was was shipping them out. He was, send, he was uh, managing them. Then they started climbing up the charts while he was drooping down them. They got too good, and he broke up the band. Well, you know, and... Also, a lot of times, like how I I was reading some of that list of, you know, um, print songs from Rolling Stone before we started recording. Uh-huh. Um, there's one cover of uh, When Doves Cry by the R&B artist Genuine. Genuine um, did it? Huh. Dude, huh, you know, it is. Wouldn't suck. Dude, that cover is freaking amazing. Have you never heard it? No, I'll, I'll look it up, though. Don't worry about that. Oh, dude, because... Uh, Genuine's first CD, the one with Pony on it and everything, um, it's on that CD. And so I was, um, dude, this was probably like 20 years ago. I was just listening to the CD. If I get Pony stuck in my head now, I'm going to be upset, (laughs) Jake. That's okay. But no, his cover of When Doves Cry, like, um, it adds, like, instead of, like, the synthesizer beat, it adds, like, that hip-hop beat to it. Um... And just the hip hop beat that it adds is just absolutely perfect. I can, I you know, can, I can <sighs> see where that look good. I'll end up looking that up when we're done recording. You know, the worst part is we cannot do an intro of a Prince song because this shit will get taken down. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's the sad part about all this, man. Is because even whenever we want to do something in tribute, we freaking can't. Well, no, it's especially with him because yep, he was he had all of his stuff pulled from Spotify finally too. Because that's the problem, though. He was so controlling about his things. He doesn't realize that the point of music is to share it. There's nothing wrong with with just putting your stuff out there for people. And oh, it's annoying. You should not be too eccentric when it comes to music, or at least in the controlling eccentricities. 
You should let it just, man, make your weird ass music and let everybody hear it and let people make of it what they will. All right. Don't, don't try to control your music, man, because you may try to mean it one way, but it, the thing that matters the most is how people take it. Just like everybody likes brown sugar until you realize it's about kind of forcing yourself on a slave. Well, I say kind of literally. It's one of those things like it's people will make of they will and things and stuff, but oh. That, that sucked. What about you, Jake? How was your week? It wasn't too bad. Well, you know, you were here for a good part of it, so... Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Jake had me come over over the weekend to uh, help him put struts on a car. Yeah, we put the shocks and struts on Sarai's truck. And, okay, everybody else who wasn't laughing when you heard this, congratulations. You're one of the <laughs> many people who now aren't our family who listen to this. Bob and... Co- There's two things I know about cars. One, they go vroom. Two, not good at them. That's it. That is all I know about cars. So having me there, I was just basically standing around just telling lewd jokes. That's it. Oh, and stripping one one bolt that I was asked to unscrew. <laughs> you had one job. One job. One goddamn job. But honestly, that one, no matter how much I hate it, I attribute to my weird-ass brain. Because That's I right, legitimately though. have problems with left and right. Because to me, left should be right and right should be left. It's a weird... Of everything that could have went wrong while doing that stuff, if that's the biggest issue we ran into, I'll take it, dude. Oh, but hey, oh well, ain't ain't too sweating on it. Uh, but but I, no, it was fun though. Me, you, and David kind of just out there, just working on it and fixing it. It was just fun, dude. Yeah, it actually wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. And then of course we played some more D and D. Yes, we did. And Nicole got in on it this time, dude. Nicole, and so our, glad yeah. she did, because I was thinking today, we would have wiped if it wasn't for her. Yes, we quite would have. Uh, actually, what I was waiting to... Okay, so we'll tell you about what happened. So our cousin Nicole was playing some D&D with us. Shout we out, her, Nicole. We had her roll up a character. It was a it was a half-orc... What was it? A half-orc... Uh, cleric? Cleric, Okay. And what you should know with my bard, if I see something, if something surprises me, my first instinct is to charm it and then have someone stab it in the back. And since we suck basically at world building, Jake introduced her by we walked into a place, she popped up out of a bush because she was sleeping in the bush. (laughs) So my first instinct is to run up to her, charm person, arms extended like I was going to hug her. She saves because she's a fucking cleric and has good wisdom. So, or no, wait, it's a charisma. She just happened to be good at it. Yeah. So she freaks out and kicks me in the tank. <laughs> You're welcome for that, BT Dubs. That's the start of our wonderful journey, which ended, oh dear God, oh dear freaking God, with a dragon fight. How did yep. we beat this dragon, you may ask? Well, there's there's a little bit of DM leeway thrown in there, oh, too. Oh, tons Let's of just... it. Because you... Yeah. I, although I like when you give us uh, uh, parameters, like what was it that you told us about the fight? Oh yeah, about the flies off at half the hit points. Yeah, so we were we were at a time yeah. crunch then, and I love I that. I shared that information with you, and that makes for a fun fight because if we're not doing it as role as RPG and just having fun with the game, there's nothing wrong with that. And earlier in our adventure, uh, if you listen to the episode "Gaming Gaming Pottermore and Gaming Esquire." I touch about the fact that we were clearing out a manor at Fandolin. The reason we were doing that is the dude at the general store wanted us to clear it out, but I tried haggling with him. I was like, hey, you can make it sweeter for us. And Jake's just like, dude, 
Everything that says, like, you should sweeten the pot. You should sweeten the pot. Jake just breaks character, looks at me like, dude, he fucking has nothing. All he has <laughs> is rope. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want all of your rope. Give me your rope. So I had written down in my uh, equipment all of the rope. All of the rope. So what our new cleric friend decided to do... So we have a gnome with a scimitar and all the rope. All of the rope, sir. <laughs> our new friend decided to lasso. It was like, since we knew this was going to happen, it was like, I can just lasso it if you have rope. And I was like, oh, Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a strength of 22. Yeah. Yeah, after her, with her bonus, yeah. Yeah. So she had that thing lassoed for half the fight. Because surprisingly, that dragon strength is only at 19. (laughs) So, yeah, the whole time we were fighting, anytime someone lost a bit of health, Nicole's like, um, can I use spare the dying? It's like, no, you can use spare the, spare the dying is when somebody's dead and you just stabilize them. Like, oh, okay, someone loses health. Can I use spare the dying? It's like, no, you can't. It's for when people are And then whenever she could use spare the dying. And then, and then all but Jake are dead. So I was like, okay, guess what? Now you can use Spare the Dine once Jake revives you. <laughs> <laughs> My good old healing she pot. But she uses Prayer of Healing anyway, so that's better, because Spare the Dine just stabilizes you. Yeah. But yeah, it was so it was so bad. It was so bad. Oh my god. It was. Oh, she bitch, man. What was it? White she devil is what David named his freaking pet? I think so, yeah. That thing was powerful. Kept getting Dude, that was it. wrecking that dragon more than us. It was very reminiscent of Bunny and his bunny. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Oh, good, good my, so, game. I want to show my bunny up his ass. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a decent, fun game. And it, it's, we got to play more. We really do. Yeah, I totally and agree. I cannot wait for August. Just about three, four more months. Why August? Pug, Pugmire. Oh, is it coming I out then? I will run a Pugmire game, Jake. Yes. We'll get. Uh. We'll. I'll talk to some other people. See if they want to get in too. Hopefully yes, they'll be guests please, on this podcast dude. in a few days in a few weeks to come. Because when are you going? Uh. When do you get to talk to the people again? Oh, you want to know something funny? What? So on somehow there was this big communica- miscommunication, and they thought that I was bringing them a um of uh blood sample reading from my doctor even though in the paperwork my recruiter plainly stated that you know that they needed to test my thyroid levels right uh-huh with the blood draw and they didn't so i'd that's already set up I, yeah that's why I, they said that they're just waiting for me oh my god yeah so i already set up an appointment to go see my doctor on monday because um, usually it only takes about a day, so the quicker I get that back, the quicker I oh, can yeah, get I in there. Oh, yeah, I got mine the next day, yeah. Take my paper in there, um, hopefully get the okay, then sign all my paperwork, swear in, and be done. Sweet. So hopefully I'll know somewhere between Monday and Wednesday next week. Nice. So, yeah, we're probably going to have a string of guest hosts while you're gone, and yep. hey, that'll give people other people that we can play the game with whenever it comes out. Just no Pugmire until I get back, oh, damn it. Oh, it won't be like till August till it comes out, I don't think. So yeah, that's going to be fun. If you don't know what Pugmire is, Seriously. again, Gamey Gaming Pod, uh, Podmore and Game or Podmore. <laughs> Pottermore and Gaming. Go listen to that episode. It's one of my favorites. It's great. Yeah, We just started talking good. about games just trailed. It was beautiful. Oh, So, Jake, I want you to hit me up with a hypothetical. Oh, really? Yes. All right. 
Oh, hey, before I forget. Motherfucker. So someone suggested that we should just sing our own intro. And I was like, hell uh, no. Yeah. Hell that's not going to no. happen. But uh, but I was like, hey, we do manage to sing one song, at least one song, in an episode. <laughs> at least one song every 30 minutes. Thing is, though, Seriously, I can though. sing maybe one note. And after that, it starts breaking out. Yeah, pretty much. Because right now, I totally have When Doves Cry stuck in my head. And then whenever you mentioned the Jake picture, if you will, all of a sudden, that's whenever it got stuck in my head. (laughs) So thank you for that, Bob. All right. Okay, so here is um, this hypothetical is titled Grizzly Weather. Okay, think of someone who is your friend. Do not select your best friend, but make sure the person is someone you would classify as considerably more than an acquaintance. This friend is going to be attacked by a grizzly bear. Now, this person will survive this bear attack. That is guaranteed. There is a 100% chance that your friend will live. However, the extent of his or her injuries is unknown. He might receive he or she might receive uh, nothing but a few superficial scratches. What's that? Just say they. Okay. Um, but they all might also lose a limb or multiple limbs. They might recover completely in 24 hours with nothing but a great story, or they might spend the rest of their life in a wheelchair. Somehow, you have the ability to stop this attack from happening. You can magically save your friend from the bear, but their salvation will come at a peculiar price. If you choose to stop the bear, it will always rain. For the rest of your life, wherever you go, it will be raining. Sometimes it will pour and sometimes it will drizzle, but it will never not be raining. But it won't rain over the totality of the earth, nor will the hydrological cycle be disrupted. These storm clouds will be isolated and they will focus entirely on your specific whereabouts. You will never see the sun again. Do you stop the bear and accept a lifetime of rain? Yes, but... Actually, I want you to answer first because mine's always weird and diabolically. Well, I, my automatic one is yes because I don't have a problem with rain. I really, en- you know, like the old garbage song says, I'm only happy when it rains. Yeah, I love it. Well, I, I love the rain, dude. I do too. I do too. Very much. Also. Hey, there we go. We totally just referenced a different song that's not Prince. So there oh, we go. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Also, do you have any day you could go around all day singing, singing in the rain? Yeah, that's true. Two, I hated the fact that you said it would not affect the global blah blah blahs because I would full-on sell my rain secrets. I was like, hey, you got a drought? Holla at your boy. Shit. I would, I would get So you would hate. literally, you would literally pull a kung fu... And walk the earth. Yes, I would rain on everyone's parade. <laughs> I would make people pay protection money not to get their freaking parties wet. Unless it's supposed to be wet. <laughs> oh, God. Every trash bag is a slip and slide. Yeah, that's true. There's nothing wrong with that. I love rain, and I could find a way to make money off of it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not a good... Uh, I don't think in those questions as, uh, you know, like, oh, it's what, uh, like, but... You'll never see the sun, but your friend will get hurt. It's like, no, man, I'll make some fucking money. I don't care. <laughs> I seriously think the subtitle of this uh, podcast should be Bob secretly discovers that he's secretly a sociopath. Dude, I feel that way sometimes, too. Okay. Uh, right. Seriously. So we did get a, a... What was the question that Soraya... We'll go on to our next question. Yeah, Soraya mentioned the, uh, the gender-neutral restrooms. Uh-huh. Because there's the big, which I know 
what's that friend of yours on Facebook? Is it Justin that mentioned it? Because he had mentioned the um, he just mentioned Kurt Schilling. So what, in uh, case that's you didn't, I didn't get what the fuck does Kurt Schilling mean? Okay, so Kurt Schilling is a former Major League Baseball pitcher, um, and he was an analyst for ESPN, a baseball analyst, naturally. Um, I don't know exactly what his comments were that he made. Let me see if I can find them real quick. But basically, he was um, he was destroying the idea of um, trans using. Oh, Google changed Google to, to the words Jake to focus. all purple with rain in the background. Sorry. Um, let's see. What was it? Because Kurt Schilling was actually fired by ESPN uh, okay. yesterday. Um, let me see what it was that it said. He shared a Facebook post this week, and this is on the New York Times website or the articles on New York Times. Um, it uh, this week that appeared to respond to the North Carolina law that bars transgender people from using bathrooms and locker rooms that do not correspond with their birth genders. Um, the post showed an overweight man wearing a wig and women's clothing with parts of the T-shirt cut out to expose his breast. It says, "Let him in to the restroom with your daughter." Or else you're a narrow-minded, judgmental, unloving, racist bigot who needs to die. To that, Schilling added, A man is a man no matter what they call themselves. I don't care what they are, who they sleep with. Men's room was designed for the penis. Women's not so much. Uh, now you need laws telling us differently? Pathetic. Um, so I'm going to put a stop there. Kay. I find it hilarious. A man is a man doesn't matter what gender they say they are. Or what they say. Huh. Does that mean that somebody who is born physically uh, a female but knows for a fact and genetic and everything about their DNA other than physicality says that they are a man doesn't that technically make them a man too just saying but see that's that's where all of this comes in because there's a lot of people who um, are of the mindset that um, that whatever it is you're born with that's just what you are you can change it all you want to but whatever you're born that's just what you are um, you know, in some because ways, the it's one just a trans- chromosome just gets flipped, and be- just because physically you're like that, just because actually you have the dongle doesn't actually change the fact that every other way your brain and chemistry is wired. But dude, that it's even more simpler than that. Every fetus, okay, is actually a female yeah. until a certain point in the pregnancy, to and that's whenever the Y chromosome is gained and the second X is dropped. Oh, dude, trust me. I'm not I'm not playing devil's advocate. I just, it's true. Oh, I, mean, I know. It's, it's the simplest thing. Like, it doesn't matter which, it, it is all based in your DNA. Just because one little bit says that you have a penis doesn't mean the rest of you says that you shouldn't. Well, you know, and the, the I kind of wish I would have talked to, you know, asked about, you know, asked this of the one transgender person I know, um... You know, because I I didn't, you know. It's kind of weird to even realize that I do know someone because I just don't think about it, you know. Um, I've known a couple, actually. And so uh, a lot of the argument is that people, they they don't see it as a gray area, you know. Um, That, like, if you're a man and you become a woman, you should still use the men's restroom or and vice versa. Um, And so what, you know, Sarai was telling me was, that there was this discussion going on on Facebook that, uh, you know, that it's going to open the door for pedophiles and all of this and that. And, you know, of course, Soraya with her extensive training and uh, all of that, she's like, uh, 
dude, people already do that. Also, you know, you have you have people of the same sex already assaulting kids in restrooms the world over. And I, I love the fact that in the past what five years I think the study was zero transgender people have assault have been arrested for sexual conduct in a bathroom. Eight U.S. senators have. Yeah. Also, no, and it's my and point, that's that's the thing is that it's it's this whole being afraid of what you don't understand stuff, you know. And so, like one of the people, Sarah was telling me, one of the people had mentioned that oh, then you know it should be down to businesses that they should that it should be a legal obligation for them to have like not necessarily a camera in the bathroom but like basically a towel person in every bathroom wait a minute you 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 want a potty a potty enforcer yes you want, they want a judge dread of poops and peas Yes, but here's the problem is that's just throwing in another wrench because that person's going to be fallible. That person could have their own complete ulterior motives. That person can also be the saddest person in existence because he Seriously. is a poop monitor. He Seriously. is a poo monitor. That is the saddest person in existence. Like, what's your job? It's like, well, I work for this business in North Carolina. What's up? Well, I have to stand in bathrooms and ask people if they have a dick. Yeah. If they were born with a dick. I hate yeah. my life. But here's my thing, okay? I want I want you to think of this. If if you are worried about how disgusting men are, okay? What do you think will happen when those disgusting Tex Avery cartoon of men that will happen that'll just completely obliterate all these women in their restrooms because they're actually men. See, I have to because you can't see me with yeah. my constant jerk off motion right now. <laughs> what would happen when a woman, a someone who was born a man but is post transitional woman, okay, finally got all their situation and can be who they are, has to use a man's bathroom? Those disgusting, those disgusting men that you are so worried about your little girls with will now just be the most disgusting beings to this woman who is now in their room. And you'll say, well, of course she got violated. She was in a man's room. It's like, you motherfuckers. Yep. It's disgusting. And that's the catch 22, man, is that, oh, dude, it's, it's just so irritating because... It's like, well, we want somebody to protect our children. Okay, so let us throw a camera in the bathroom. Oh no, you can't do that. That's a that's, that's a an big, assault on my privacy. And it's Where, it's child, it's kitty porn. It's like, well, well do dude, you want us to keep an eye on you? You're so afraid of somebody touching your kid when hell, statistically you are. And I cannot tell you how many times and I get pissed off more and more every time it happens. How many times I went to use the bathroom at the store and there's a kid between the age of four and 14 that's in there pissing and didn't lock the door behind them. Yep. And I'm like, dude, you're so like, and it's the craziest thing. I've literally seen parents walk into the store and be like, you know where the coloring table is? Go ahead. I'll just come and check on you. And this is like four year olds. And the sad part is, is that these are the exact same people who would throw the most ungodly shit fit if you talk if something to their happened kid, to their kid, if you looked at their kid for longer than four seconds, they'll get that weird, that weird paternal bullshit. But no, any other time, ah, eh, fuck off, you little shit. I'm busy. Yeah, it's disgusting. So yeah, I'm not, man. Just, just let them go. Where it's not a 
fucking deal. It's just it's opening not. up your goddamn mind, okay? It's, it's not even that much opening. It really isn't. It's common sense and just respect, because dude. Because honestly, it's one of those things people will always say, like, well, conditions made people gay. Then they found out, no, there's actually genetic proof of someone liking their own sex. It's not only... There are so many genetic triggers that will set it up, Jake. Dude, there's so many genetic triggers that can trigger anything. Exactly. It is Absolutely literally a genetic anything. trigger. When it says you were born that way, you fucking were. Now, I'm not saying someone can uh, can decide. Look, there's nothing wrong with deciding to try something and finding out you like it. But yes, there is genetic predispositions for things. There's not. Yeah, there's even dude, you sadly, could... sadly, sadly, there's also a genetic predisposition to liking underage people. It's true. Most of the people well, with it do not like the fact that they have it, but it's there. It can actually be a genetic thing. And the thing is, you could have a set of twins, okay? There could be a set of twins, sister, male or female. Sister. <laughs> okay. For so, our purposes, they will be female. <laughs> one of those twins could die of brain cancer at the age of 20 and the other one could live until they're 105 and die of natural causes. Is stabbing a natural cause? That's why Keith could not be killed. Jake, conventional you've already weapons. used that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, that's, that's just Wait, how genetics work. Will that's be why what? I find Richards genetics so fascinating. <laughs> What's that? And so in your, in your opinion, by bringing up the Keith Richards line, Third natural causes is Keith Richards comes by and absorbs their soul. Yeah, he feeds off much. their years and becomes it's younger. Very Shang Tsung. Like some weird freaking Dorian Gray kind of shit, except he, yeah, he feeds off your age to become young. <laughs> We're going to have to wait until you die and smoke your ashes. <laughs> oh, but no, nah, honestly. But no, it is. It's really, in the long run, it is a non-issue. It is... It's it's this whole extreme right wing and extreme left wing just butting heads and not trying to figure out something. Oh, you wow. Have, that doesn't sound like our entire political structure at all right now. I know, right? You have someone ultra red like North Carolina and then someone ultra blue like Oregon that think that things should be told, you know, whereas nobody's using any common sense. Like Soraya had mentioned, you know, it's just this ingrained fear. And I was like, well, yeah, of course, that's why there's no common sense because if there's an ingrained fear, common sense goes out the window. Like there cannot be common sense that is used in some sort of ingrained fear. Yeah, duh, because fear is... Fear overrides. I like using this term, and I don't think a lot of people get it when I use it. Lizard brain. The fight or flight setup is straight up in your freaking reptile lizard brain bullshit. Those yeah. times where I uh, say you like someone and they say uh, they kind of like they just blow you off a little bit, like not even in just like in a social setting. What happens? Lizard brains like that motherfucker because that's what the yeah. lizard brain is. It is just primal bullshit. Well, if for Freud, it'd be what? It'd be the id. It'd be your flat-out id. That just yeah. nothing but physical things. And it's just it's where your most primal bullshit is. It's that part of your brain that's still a freaking lizard. Yeah. It's nothing but that little bit. Just like this is something I don't understand. It's wrong. And I find it funny. Conspiracy theorists are always worried about the lizard people taking over. And guess what? It already's happened because we're all fear-mongering <laughs> shitbags. Oh, that made that reminded me. We need to do a conspiracy episode. Sometime. Oh God, that'd be cool. Okay, anyway. so and the sad thing is, with these kind of things, we're supposed to be a debatey kind of thing half the time, but we can't because it's something that I, I find it the best way. This is 
in the most progressive and best way I can say, I do not give a shit about trans people in bathrooms. That's not of like, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It's like, I don't give a shit. Let, okay, here's my opinion. Let someone shit where they want to shit. Just don't ever fucking talk to me when you're in there. As long as you're not making yeah. eye contact or talking to me, you can fucking piss wherever you want. As long as it ain't the sink. I don't give a fuck. All right? Just pee where you need to pee. Just don't well, talk to me or make eye contact. That's all I care about. If you touch me while I'm touching me, no. That is my vulnerable spot. <laughs> well, and I think I think part of it is is lack of exposure, okay? Um but not just that, but number two, it is very difficult to go against your environment. Like whenever for the first 15, 20 years of life, you're taught one yeah. thing and then you realize it's a bunch of crap. That's why I you wish know? college was uh, supplementary because that at least exposes you to outside things. Yeah, and I think everybody needs that exposure. Mm-hmm. Everybody. If, if you everybody have that exposure and you choose... And you choose to still be stubborn in your ways, then guess what? It's no longer ignorance. It's just kind of being an asshole. Yeah. Um, but not only that, but I feel like that people. Okay, this might be a broad sweeping generalization. Us which shocker. Broad sweeps. Shit. Yeah, I know, right? Because Sarai is always like, "You make really big generalizations," and I'm like, "Yes, I do. Thank you." Um, but to me, like. Some it seems like anymore that people's um, people's religion, their political views, hell, even their race or their sex is more important than those around them, whether it's friends or family. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes plenty. It's this very it's part of that whole narcissistic culture that we've really come to be. Um and to me, that's that's just what's so aggravating is that everybody's more about their own life being comfortable and damn everyone else, if theirs is uncomfortable, just as long as theirs is very cushy. And it's just uh, the, the narcissism and the selfishness of it all, I just can't tolerate. Yeah, it's, we are intolerant about t- intolerance. <laughs> Seriously. But hey, if you're one of those people and who plus people who have are, lost the art of debate, but but not okay. If you completely don't understand the whole concept of trans, and to you it you can you're you can you can freely admit that you're a little bit scared because you don't get it. Because that's that's, fine. that's, that's literal ignorance. It's, it's literal fine. ignorance. It's fine yeah, because it's so outside fine. of it's literal. Like yes, like you said, the textbook definition of ignorance because ignorance is constantly used as you know being an insult, but it is it's. You completely don't understand something, and that's yeah. fine if you don't understand something. But if you're using that ignorance and using it to uh, make it up for the fact that you don't understand something by being angry at it, that's when you got some problems. Right, and see, that's the difference. Like, um, you know, that's that's the one I always hold up is that you know, growing up, we were literally ignorant of black culture. Literally, mm-hmm. we had not had any exposure except for you know some hip hop here and there, but well, literally we'd never been exposed to black people. Yeah. Like my very first friend, at uh, head start when I was doing that head start shit at the Y that kid was black and that was it. That was when I was five. Yeah. And so and then not again until I was an adult. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, 
personally, that's where I made a decision at the age of 15 whenever I went into Upper Bound that I was going to be open-minded and not automatically judgmental. Heck, there's you know? really no... Oh, well, I guess it was high school then, yeah. It's just yeah. a matter of like, dude... Well, it also what helped was half the stuff that we were told was told by our father, who we always knew was full of shit. Well, the reason that... Part of the reason why he didn't like black people is actually true, because Mikey was there, so... Because there was a bunch of black boys that took him and Mikey out into the middle of nowhere, tied them to trees, and left mm. them. So that kind of didn't help things. And Mikey did say, yes, that happened. Oh, that actually happened. Oh, okay. Yes. So um, I know that that was a big part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like I can imagine black people who would not like white people if they had the same thing done to them, well, you know? statistically speaking, they did, only it was never really in the middle of nowhere. It was often in the middle of the street and they weren't tied to the trees they were tied yeah, to true. the trucks so yeah so yeah let's get out of this downward know, spiral man. of sad okay it let's... really is it's like people just be nice to one another how far it's not that difficult no I, I fucking hate people but I'm least okay to them <laughs> like I yeah. genuinely hate just about every other human being in existence but you'll hold doors open for people yeah, cause as you're they're walking into to. places it's huh? just what you do it's not even a, yeah. a kind of thing it's just just what you do I mean, yeah. just, don't be a dick. Hate all, hate yeah. everyone you want, but just don't be a dick about it. Yep. If you hate someone, hate it, it's because what they do. And by what they do, I mean the actions they take, not in where they poop. Yep. Well, I guess you could hate someone where they poop if they choose to do it at the top of the tank. On to a less, you know, that, that bit. Uh, hit us up with another hypothetical, Jacob. <laughs> okay, so I'll let you choose which one, okay? There's one just titled the t- Prison... Huh? Yeah, just give me the titles. Yeah. There's Prison Culture or The Freewheeling Architect. Architect me. Okay. I want to be a male lead in a romantic comedy. Hit me up with that architect. <laughs> okay. So, you are close friends with a wonderful 30-year-old woman who has never been in a romantic relationship. At long last, she meets a man she seems to I've like and who this. likes continue, her. Continue, continue. What's that? I actually, this is the one I actually read. Conti- actually, I was looking through them and I read them. Keep reading, keep reading. Them. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, he is 35, a successful architect, relatively attractive, and refreshingly unguarded. In fact, he is so unguarded that, during the first meal you ever share with him, he stoically tells the entire table a stunning story. This is his anecdote. When I was 12 years old, I was playing with my neighbor on a railroad bridge near our home. No one else was around. We got into an argument and I pushed him off the bridge, killing him instantly. I told everyone that it was an accident and I never got in any trouble. But I knew what I was doing. At the time, I truly wanted to kill him. Now, in retrospect, it was obviously wrong. I wish I had not killed that person. But that was 23 years ago. Little kids do crazy things. You know how it goes. The next day, your female friend asks if she should continue pursuing this relationship. How do you advise run, her? Run! Run, bitch! Run as fast as you can! Run, run, run! Run, bitch! Run for your life! Go get some help! Run. Just run. Because this is a guy who, okay, he worked solely through the logic of it, Jake. He absolutely running, wanted running, to, but he running, knew it was wrong. Running, but he, running, he, running, he told running, an entire table of these people like he took a giant dump that day. Like, like it was just something that happened. Like, oh, yeah, I got some coffee, went to the office, I stabbed the mailman, nothing happened. You know, I I knew it was bad when I did it, but it was okay. Run. 
run, run, <laughs> run, run, run. And before you tell her, call the goddamn cops because there's no statute of limitation on murder. But you have a room of witnesses the... of him freaking admitting to it. So you're totally discounting the self-awareness that he the has gained since is then. The main point of it, Jake. He says it with. Did you just say the mange point? I may have. No, but it's the main <laughs> point of it because the point of this whole thing is he tells you matter-of-factly what happens. No remorse at all. Just, yes, this is, a, this is a series of events that occurred. I know it was wrong to do, but at the time, I really wanted to do it. That's a robot person, okay? That's someone who doesn't understand empathy. Run. Run, run. He just told an entire group of people who have never met him, I killed someone when I was 12. Ain't that I kooky. I was 12. He told it in the same vein, we will tell old D&D stories. Yeah, Run. True. There is no other way around that. Okay, but if you run, how is he... You Obviously, called the cops he does already. That I said I would have called the cops already before I talked to her, because there was an entire room of people he admitted to doing this to. There is no such. But thing if he as had this. already gotten, a, but if he's already gotten away with it once, that's not. There's no guarantee that they're going to arrest him and just say, "Oh, hey, you know," because he said this at the table that all of a sudden, you okay, know, may not, he's going to be arrested. Be freaking some. What if your friend all of a sudden disappears after you tell the cops that he just told a bunch of people that he murdered people? All right? It could purely be coincidental. Not coincidental enough not to look into it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, run. Just playing a little devil's advocate. Well, if the devil is sitting right next to you in fucking dinner, run. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of run. There is no other way around that. Better run, better run. Just run. That's funny. Oh. Uh. Yeah, there's no other way around it. You get the fuck away <laughs> from that guy. Oh, you shit, get deadbolts. That's true. Get a panic room. Yeah. Rent panic room. <laughs> uh, no. Watch panic don't. room in your panic room. <laughs> Would that open up like some sort of like uh, Oh god, like he'll black come through hole, the wormhole. Like some wormhole. Don't ever No, don't watch panic room in your panic room cuz he'll He'll know. He'll teleport in there because that's his opening. All right. It's kind of like uh, you know the uh, the wave frequency, how everything vibrates at a specific thing. If you find that uh, the opposite resonance, you can actually make something liquefy. That's what happens. He'll liquefy your panic room if you watch panic room while you're in your panic room. Don't do it. It's a trap. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, dang, that's funny. All right. Is there any other topics? Uh. Fucking Zack Snyder. <laughs> I seriously, I can't stop hating that guy. Oh, even though it was a well, why don't you just go ahead and rant about Watchmen since you brought up Zack Snyder? Eh, it's the comic. I've never really uh, the movie. I never really had. It was just basic suck. It wasn't full on Zack Snyder's fault that that movie sucked. Didn't stop from trying, but at least they fixed that one bit. I was never a fan of the the casting in that movie. Well, the guy who played Night Owl looked positively stupid enough. Just schlubby. He was properly schlubby. Yeah. That was well, the it. actor who played uh, Rorschach actually was really... Jackie Earl Haley, is that his but, name? But here's the thing. Okay, that guy looks like Ed Gein. 
Yeah, that's why he was so good. No, no, as no. Someone who, 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 as an actor, has three names should not look like a serial, or should not have <laughs> look like a serial killer. Have a three-word name. I'm sorry, you're begging to be uh, duped into assassinating the president. You were begging for that's it. That's kind of the point, is because Rorschach was kind of a piece of shit, boring character who was supposed to be a uh, holding a mirror up to what Batman had become, but really turned out to be nothing but a just a boring, boring one-note character because you can't make a mocking character that isn't compelling. Because if you make a, a character that's supposed to be lambasting another character, if that character isn't compelling in their own right, it's just boring. Rorschach is boring. See, I, I thought Rorschach was the only worthwhile character. Eh, I kind of like the question. The question's better, and he's... He's... How oh, I've just always liked him as a character better. So that's, that's the point of, like, when I was reading the book, I read the book bit before the movie came out for the first time, Jake. And it was just kind of like, yeah, question's better. I wasn't even bringing up the Batman thing because it's a guy in a trench coat and a hat with a face that goes all weird. My first parallel was the question. So, Bob, why don't you tell me what you thought about the comic book? Okay, fine. We're already in there. All right. (laughs) Hey, you said you were waiting for an opening, so here you go. All right, the problems with... All right, I should let you guys know, all the new viewers... I was wanting to save this for a comic book episode, but I can never think of a good comic book setup of things to talk about. Although we do need to talk about Why the Last Man sometime, but we'll probably do that next I need time. to read those final three. Yeah. So, Watchmen. The most compelling part of the comic is the side bet. Is the story, what is it, the Black Sea or something like that? That story about the guy the being... The Black Sail. Black yeah. And that's supposed to be set up as a parallel between what Ozymandias has to do because it's a guy yeah. who had to do the most horrible things to survive. But here's the thing. Okay, here is... The Black Cell stuff was really yeah. good, though. Here's the problem with Watchmen. The movie fixed the biggest problem. The biggest problem of the story is... The, the, the story starts, who killed the comedian? Do you know why the comedian had to die, Jake? One night, long time ago... Because the comedian was a big piece of shit. Nope, that's not what he had to die. He had he had to die because after a mission for the president, the middle of the night, in a jet, the comedian was flying in a plane. Well, he was in a jet. I don't know why I had to say it a second time. He was flying in a private jet, pitch blackness, and the plane flew near, not over, near the island Ozymandias was using to build a giant squid that will teleport to New York and explode. Why would a squid teleport to New York and explode? Well, simple, Jake. Ozymandias has in its head that the only reason the U.S. and the Ruskies are going to get together is if there's an outside force to fight with. And if a big giant squid monster teleports into New York and explodes, they'll think they're being attacked by aliens and they'll band together. And what happens? Oh, the island in which he was using to build this giant squid monster that's going to ex- teleport and explode in New York, a giant plane flew nearby, and he knew, he just knew, that there was a good chance that the comedian could look, possibly outside of his window, maybe outside the right side of the plane, which, who knows, comedian could have been sitting on the right side of the plane, looked down and saw an island, and think, oh, hey, you know what? Tim Buck says on that tiny little speck in that tiny little island, in that tiny, tiny little spot, in pitch blackness... I bet, I bet, my buddy Ozzy is building a giant squid monster that's going to explode in New York just to get the Ruskies in the U.S. to be buddies. So the comedian had to die because of that. Because he maybe sort of could have, might have looked out a window and saw a mile down and thought that, yep, that's the island Ozzy's using to build a giant exploding squid monster. 
the smartest man in the world thought someone looked out a window in pitch blackness in the middle of the fucking night and knew a squid monster was being built. Fuck, that was stupid. <laughs> it is so dumb, Jake. It is the dumbest thing ever. Which is why, as much as I hate Zack Snyder, he fixed that. Because you already had something that hated all of humanity and was a powder keg. You could have easily said all of this was done by Doc Manhattan. The end. Yeah. And he would be okay with that. That's all... What the fuck, Alan Moore? Honestly, the book's okay up until book, what, four? And then it's just a slog. It is so fucking boring. It is a slog. Like, I just had the... I just had the graphic novel, so... um... And I really didn't keep track of what happened in which issues. No, I, I think it was it was only as a graphic novel, wasn't it? Um, was it? I believe it was. Or, no, it had single I issues. Know, but it I had... believe it originally only came out as a graphic novel. I don't know. Oh, well, anyway, it was, uh, oh, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it's, it's, that was the only time I found myself interested was any of the black cell stuff. Yeah, and also the uh, the before the chapters things. I love those little bits. Yeah. Oh, but it was so bad, and I. It, it gets put on It this wasn't pedestal. a very good whodunit. No, it wasn't. And the dumbest reason ever. The dumbest reason to kill somebody. This yep. is not Chinatown, okay? Sorry, Jack. This ain't Chinatown. Chinatown is one of those cool <laughs> twists. Those really good ones where you find... Oh, not, I still haven't nope, watched. Still not, still not spoiling it then. Yeah, I still need to sit down and watch it on Netflix. I might do that on Monday or Wednesday. It's one of those things I still won't let people spoil. I still don't spoil... In Zombieland, the celebrity guest, okay? Yeah. I still don't spoil it because it's one of those things to where it's one of those... Oh. Ah! Dude, that's such a great scene. Yeah, but... And sequence of scenes. Yeah. But honestly, it's just... I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't get why people think it's just this most amazing thing ever written. It's... I can't find it as great as everybody says it is. Yeah, I think it's one of those either. things that people just assume is true without having read it but that might not be true I still I didn't like the Dark Knight Returns either but that's because I fucking hate Miller I don't like yeah, Frank Miller um, Dark Knight Returns I found it was okay I liked it better than Watchmen um, that but, is you fucked know, as up far someone as those... could say yeah Frank Miller did a better job than Alan Moore <laughs> no and it's true though it because is. Alan Moore is actually a hell of a writer Watchmen just wasn't that good no nah. It really weren't, oh, dude! What the way he was able to flip Swamp Thing? Yeah, he what he did with Swamp Thing was beautiful. Yeah, I liked Leaving Extraordinary Gentleman, even though it was up its own ass half the time. I never read Lee. It was pretty good. I think Red had it. I borrowed a couple of. I borrowed theirs. I. But and really, even over Watchmen, I always think of that run on Swamp Thing over anything else that he's done. Yeah, it was good. Oh, uh, that was. That was where Swamp Thing became great. It also started yeah. this whole you can't make a movie of my shit because I'm sorry, you're making a freaking comic movie in the 80s. It's not going to be good. Yep. It can't be good. C, Toxic Avenger. Hey, hey, hey. Fantastic Toxic Four. Av- Jake, Toxic Avenger. One. Okay, Fantastic Four was in the early 90s. I'm going to let that slide because I'm sorry. <laughs> the early 90s and the 80s were the same thing. It really was, but, dude. Uh, Toxic Avenger was not a car- comic book. 
It was a trauma movie. It was one of the trauma movies, and for some reason, it became a a Saturday morning cartoon. Which oh, was so I remember bad. that cartoon too. We had yep. the we had the aviator dude with the nose. Oh, I think we had a couple more of the toys, but oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. No. Well, and that's jump. the dude. It's not even out, even outside of the eighties. It's bad, like Judge Dredd. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have an entire episode devoted to Judge Dredd. Don't worry about that. We're gonna have a Dredd. Episode. We should. We will. No, no, no. We will. We'll sit down. We'll watch it, and then we'll record a fucking episode about it. Because oh my god, Judge Dredd, Jacob, that movie. Or we could do a side by side with that and uh, demo. But anyway. Oh, a side by side would be because they were great. both came out the exact same year, and they were both about the complete future. Because the beginning and they're of both peak Man, Sly Stallone and action movies. Yeah. I don't want to say straight up peak Stallone with because Rob then that Schneider. would leave out Oscar. Which I'm not that's about not to do. That's not one of his action movies. I know. That's why. I, that's why I denoted the the apex sliced alone action movie. I liked it. I liked Oscar because it was a. Uh, I love those old movies that were done of plays and done as plays. You can tell. Yeah. That everything about it because when you see a movie that was a play or a Broadway show come to a movie, it changes like. If you watch producers, the second producers very closely, you'll see they leave in those pauses for for laughter from the audience. It's yeah. done poorly, but if you the way it was shot and blocked, you never had that feeling that it wasn't a stage show. So those kind of yep. stops were perfectly fine. There was no swiveling camera movements. It was always just it's a type of movie that would make George Lucas cream because there was camera A, camera B, nothing else. Yep. <laughs> Camera one, camera two, camera one, camera, one camera, two. camera two, camera one, camera two. So yeah, I love those. And it's like with Arsenic and Old Lace, those kind of things that were just straight, run in, do that line, get it in one go. It was yep. beautiful. It was frenetic. It was fast paced. It had a, it had this nice little flow oh, to Arsenic it. Oh, Arsenic and Old Lace, oh, dude. <sighs> okay, we ran off the trails again. Uh, do another hypothetical and then we'll close it out. <laughs> oh, you want to do one yeah, more? Yeah. All right, so let's do the prison culture then. Okay. A totally innocent man is sent to prison for 25 years. All for a crime he did not commit. And the then DNA he escaped evident- and then uh, escaped into the LA underground. Oh, did we do that no, one no, no. before? Where he becomes a soldier of fortune. And if you need them, if you have the money, maybe you can hire the A-team. No, it's something totally different. Okay. <laughs> but the D- Okay, let's start over. A totally innocent <laughs> man is sent to prison for 25 years, all for a crime he did not commit. The DNA evidence that indisputably proves his innocence does not emerge until he has completed his full sentence. During those 25 years in prison, he kills three other inmates, sells drugs, is tangentially uh, involved with the rape of another prisoner, mercilessly abuses a canine police dog, and steals food from other inmates on a regular basis. Not steals food, that fiend! (laughs) However, he was never caught doing any of these illegal acts. Upon his release from prison, he openly admits to doing all of these things. In fact, he brags about these activities to the media. Prison is a different culture, he explains. I did what I had to do to survive. You are head of the penal system. (laughs) I always wanted that Harvey Birdman t-shirt, the one that says grabbing the penal code with both hands. (laughs) I need to see if 80s T still has that t-shirt. Anyway... You have just learned of this man's wrongful imprisonment and about all of the terrible things he did while in jail. Do you release him back into society or do you attempt to change charge him 
with the new crimes he claims to have committed during his prison stay. Well, the laws of law, man. I, now, granted, I here's a beautiful thing. You don't have to. You will have to charge him. I'm sorry. If you, if someone has admitted to doing shit, the, this is so. This isn't a hypothetical at all, Jake. This is the sad part about it. It's not a morality tale. He admitted to doing these. It doesn't matter if pr- prison culture is different. And it also doesn't matter that the world changed him into this. The penal system is what can the penal <laughs> the the prison it's just system like duties, the dude. prison system is what did this to him. But it doesn't change the fact that he did it. Now, will he have grounds to uh, get acquitted? Yes, he will. That doesn't change the fact that you still have to do your job. Now he will get a huge payout for doing his twenty-five year sentence, and he will sue the ever-loving shit. Out of the uh, out of the prison system for that first twenty five years, but you do yep. have to charge him with things he admitted to doing. Now you don't have to worry too much because it will get appealed and appealed and appealed, and it'll end up going either through state or country supreme court. All right, the highest judiciary shit of the state True. or of the land about whether or not he should be tried for that because if. Going to prison is what caused this to happen. Is the uh, U.S. penal... Is that why he lashed out because he went to prison? Is the U.S. prison system to blame? Oh, not even if it's lashing out. If he did these things to survive, is it because of that? And that is the thing. It is not on you to decide that. It is on you to follow the law. You don't have to worry one goddamn bit. He may be just fine. You can even let him know, like, hey, you may be just fine with this because you have grounds for... uh, for going against it, you have a case against it, but dude, you just admitted to fucking that guy, m- messing up that dog, and stealing that man's food, you horrible human being. Yeah, so, that's yeah. true. Well, he'd probably get the death sentence for stealing that food. Who steals their food? I love how they even <laughs> breathe this like, oh yeah, he was complicit in raping a guy, he fucked up a dog, oh, and also he stole food. Who gives a shit if he stole food? He yep. raped a dude and killed it and just messed up a dog. And yep. how many people did Pick he Picking on he a poor dog. Exactly. Kill as many people as you want, but don't touch the dog. Yup. That's my thought, yeah. dude. We give uh, more human care to things that aren't human. That kind of makes, true. even though I, I'm part of it, it makes us really fucked up. That makes us horrible. Yeah. That makes us an entire society of disgusting sociopaths. That's but, true. Uh, Oh, well, fuck it. Dogs are awesome. I can yeah, live with are. it. I don't care. I'm a horrible person because I like dogs better than people. I don't care. I'll take that. I'll take that in the dog burps. <laughs> Alrighty. So, with that weird little insight into how us things, yeah. Uh, and it is an indictment of the of U.S. prison culture and the U.S. prison system. Yeah, it, it really is. But you you just let them know, hey, you have grounds to challenge it. But you just told me yep. all these things. You're a f- like. Are you the dude from the dinner party earlier? What the fuck? <laughs> you don't tell somebody. He's like, all right. So we have no problems with you, and I do apologize. Your term is completely up, and we found out that it was bad. Congratulations. You're gonna end up be able to sue the U.S. penal, the U.S. Pe- the the prison system for all kinds of money. Are you uh, are you okay with that? It's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Oh, guess what? I stabbed eight people. I helped fuck that dude. I killed that. I kicked the shit out of that dog. And oh yeah, I stole his food. Like, why are you telling me this, you stupid human being? But no, it's yeah, he's fucked. 
Well, he really yep. is fucked, but you got to do your job. You get fired. All right. Yep. All right. That's it's true. That's going to do I it for agree. today's episode. <laughs> oh, that was weird. All right. <laughs> All right. Jake, tell them where they can find us. Okay. So you can find us over on Twitter at capital A, capital B, capital Q podcast. So at ABQ podcast. Then you do the, um, oh, wow, you're off your game. Then it's capital A, capital B, capital Q. No, i done the capital A, capital B, capital Q. At ABQ podcast, capital A, capital B. Because you got to say. That's true. Anyway, um, find us on iTunes, of course. Uh, rate and review us on there, please. Subscribe if so you want to follow know. us. No problem with that. Yeah. And also, it would be um, a good idea to subscribe because episode 27 technically didn't show up until for some the reason. other to- until yesterday because I don't know it wouldn't refresh even though if you downloaded it it was there it just would not show up on our iTunes page yep so yeah definitely subscribe to keep iTunes from effing you over um, we still keep getting new views on the Facebook page so maybe I should get to that sometime <laughs> um, as I've said for the past like two months uh, I think I might start looking into the whole intro music thing uh, trying on to find Monday a, or a, Wednesday, a, a set person. Huh? Trying to find a set person who will allow us to do it because, no matter how much well, I well, that one that I sent yeah, to yeah, you before, yeah. Because yeah. uh, no matter how much I love uh, Golden Earring, we did not ask them. Well, we're not yeah, getting. It's true. We're not making any money off this, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, we might want to try to so, get an actual. <laughs> so rate and v- review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at capital A capital B capital Q podcast. Um. Uh, email us brothersquarrel at gmail.com be sure um, to listen to us have... if you're not on iTunes we are also on Stitcher everything's on Podbay I always liked using Podbay it was great and our, we're hosted off of Podbean the only thing I absolutely like about Podbean is my current headphones do not have a pause button and the app will automatically put the play thing on it because that's the one thing iTunes has that that uh, Google Play doesn't anymore. I find it odd. It used to have the play functionality straight on the uh, lock screen. They got rid of it. Huh. So I abs- I either have to unplug my headphones when I take a call or use Podbean to listen to podcasts. Oh, interesting. So yeah, find us at all those places. Just make sure, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Send us some suggestions Be via email or Twitter. Be brief about what we're doing wrong because if you were telling us everything we're doing wrong, it would take you a fucking year. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Well, unless you just write everything. It's true. Just put a gif of uh, of Gary Oldman from Leon the Professional. Just everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, Bob. All right, so you got anything else for us, Bob? No. I'm done. You people can leave me alone for a while. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. All right, so we're going to let you go. And remember, until next time, we here at A Brother's Quarrel, Fudge, we here at A Brother's Quarrel would like you to, to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not with that attitude, they don't.